Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Monday, September 25th. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Donald Trump scheduled to have one of his busiest weeks of campaigning since he launched his bid. Notably, though, he will be absent from the second Republican primary debate. So he's going to be everywhere but there. It, It is wild to me. And Hammer and I got into this on Off the Rails last week. That people, there are many, many people who simply do not care that he is just sticking a middle finger in the face of transparency and refusing Mm -hmm. to go to these debates. And look, that is not good for many reasons. Primarily, he needs to practice debating. He needs to practice being on a stage and having people come at him. It's part of why he did so well against Hillary Clinton in 2016 in those debates and did horribly against Biden in 2020. I mean, Trump, we actually just passed the anniversary of this, I think, because I saw it on my Facebook feed. Trump in in 2016 did that first debate, and I know because I was part of, I can't believe they asked me to do this, I was part of a thing with IndyStar, Mm -hmm. and my, how the turntables have turned. Um, And we were like live tweeting the debate. It was through IndyStar's website and social media, and I was part of a group of people, and I remember it was all establishment people and me, and they went around the room after the debate, and they said, how do you think Trump did? And all the establishment Republican people, and of course, the Democrats were like, ha, 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 he lost so bad, it was terrible, and they got to me, and I said, you people are dumb, because I said he was playing a different game, he was talking to about 50,000 people in three swing states, and he won every single one of those people, oh, you silly conservative Trump apologist, and what happened? He won those people in those swing states, and he won won the presidency. He was a, a maniac in that first debate against Biden in 2020, and it cost him a lot of support. He should be out there debating these people. He's going to win regardless. So why not sharpen yourself up? Maybe you get a little sympathy on yourself of, oh my gosh, all these people attack Trump, and he's not going to do it. Why do you think that he needs to practice debating and sharpen up against who? For I just the, told you. No, for the eventual debate, though, with Joe Biden? Yes, or Newsom or whoever, whoever. Because if it's Newsom, yes. If it's Biden, ah, I don't think he needs to sharpen anything. It's not so much the person he's debating as for the, the, audience. the moderator, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And look, he debated Biden in 2020, and Biden was the same bumbling buffoon that he is today. Trump wouldn't shut up. Mm-hmm. All he had to do was let Biden talk in that debate. And Biden, every time he talked, was Biden. But Trump would not let him get a sentence in edgewise. And so people were more focused on Trump being a psycho than they were on Biden not being able to form a sentence. Well, it seems like he's trying to sharpen his skills on his truth social because he's been taking a lot of heat about his comments against Ron DeSantis and the abortion topic. Well, yeah, and so there were two things he did over the weekend that I wanted to get into, and one of them is now he is in a full full out feud now with Howard Stern, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is just, of course, the most Trump thing ever. So 
Trump and Stern used to be buddies. He used to be on Stern's show all the time. Stern loved him. I even think when 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 Trump ran in 2016, I don't, I'm not going to say Stern endorsed him or was super supportive of him, but I think Trump Stern was pretty open to Trump. And I mean, Stern hates him now. Well, Stern has gone oh, completely woke, and was, he's proud of it. It is so wild, Casey, because there was a time, whatever you want to make of the Libertarian Party where Howard Stern was strongly, I believe, courted even to become the Libertarian Party's nominee mm-hmm. for president, the mm-hmm. party of liberty and freedom and individual responsibility and all you know, all this other stuff. And that is so wild to think of now because Howard Stern has become a just a flat-out, total lunatic leftist. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is amazing. And as somebody who used to listen to Howard Stern from where he is now to where he used to be, usually people move the other way, right? Like they move to... The limited government is that you become older and you have more life experience and you realize how bad the government is. Um, he has he has gone completely the other way. I mean, he is basically a full fledged Marxist at this point. Well, he's got the money to do that. Yeah, and that's part of it. You know, he he doesn't need to get fiscally conservative yeah. as he gets older. Yeah. It, it, so uh, the, Stern is being uh, just vicious to Trump, and of course, Trump's not going to take that lying down. He went to Truth Social Media and he said this. The real Howard Stern is a weak, pathetic, and disloyal guy (laughs) who lost his friends and much of his audience. Until just recently, I haven't heard his name mentioned in years. I did his show many times in the good old days, and then he went woke, and nobody cares about him any longer. I don't know what they really pay him, <laughs> but it shouldn't be much. His influence is gone. And without that, he's got nothing. Just a broke weirdo. Unattractive. Both inside and out. Trying like hell mm. to be relevant. <laughs> Gosh. I feel like Howard Stern owns his own broadcast company, though. I think Howard Stern's pretty... <laughs> Pretty okay, yeah, right? Whatever I mean, you think of his actual program. F- financially, I think he's okay. But 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 isn't it wild how, I mean, again, you very rarely see, and think about why this is. Like, if you're listening to us right now and you're hearing us as you're rolling down the road or listening via podcast or mm-hmm. got it on in your office or home, why is it that people very rarely go from conservative or libertarian-minded to liberal as they get older? Why is it that most people go from liberal mm-hmm. to conservative? Mm-hmm. The answer is because you've had life experience and you see how the government doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've worked hard your whole life and you'd like to retain some of that money for your retirement. Yeah. And I think you also grow a greater appreciation for family as you grow older. You're yeah. done you're done having the good times. And the people that are by your side are those that you know, have always been there, and now you just realize it. Okay, so speaking of Trump and truth social media, um, he, look, we have a lot of fun with the Trump stuff on social media, and I think, like, the Howard Stern thing is hilarious. Now, do I think it's unbecoming of someone running for president? I think it hurts him with the people he needs. Yes, Mm -hmm. but that's, you know, whatever, his little fun and games. However, this next thing, I think he he is, like, he keeps digging Mm -hmm. a a hole, Mm -hmm. right? And I think where he is at with this abortion thing, 
is really, really, really not playing well for him. Now, will it cost him the nomination? No, I don't think so. But the more he talks about it, Trump just can't let anything go. Have you ever noticed that? Like even something that doesn't work in his favor. It's one thing if you're playing offense on something, hey, we're going to we're going to keep hitting this and keep hitting this. And we're going to we're going to, you know, talk about beating a dead horse. Here we go. Trump will do that even with things that work against him. And his comments about these states like Florida who Mm -hmm. have enacted this heartbeat bill are not working in his favor, but he won't let it go. Well, he's trying to attack Ron DeSantis, who is still probably his biggest competition. But in the meantime, he's he's you know, it's like cutting off his nose to spite his own face. Like he's trying to attack DeSantis, but it's hurting him. And it clearly is hurting him because he is just me. Th- what's it? The whole thing. Me thinks the lady doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. He is just trying to like say, nobody knows more about pro-life than me. Cause I appointed these judges that overturned Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. Well, buddy, part of that's part of it. But part of appointing a judge is you think they'll be fair and interpret the the Constitution, you know, as it's written, not making it up as the, I mean, there's many, many layers, which is how Roe was decided. I mean, ultimately, Roe, obviously a very important decision, but every decision a judge you appoint makes should be decided that way. Like you don't get any bonus points because they did the thing that they're supposed to do. The judge is a collective. We should give, you know, kudos to if they do their job. But Roe should, the same way, every every case should be decided the way Roe is. Like, what does the Constitution say? The power's not delegated uh, to the federal government, go to the states. That's mm-hmm. how Roe was decided. It mm-hmm. was, I mean, it, it's been a law that's been made up for 50-plus years. It was an easy decision. Roe was right. absolutely rightly decided when the judges threw it back to the states. That's how it should have been from the beginning. It was fr- uh, it, frivolous. I mean, and there's no right to privacy in the Constitution. So what do you think about Donald Trump, what he has to say here? Well, here's what he said. Now, this is a longer one. It is. But uh, I'm I'm going to give it a go here, Casey, because this is how much I love our audience. Okay. By the way, can I just say, Trump needs to learn how to do paragraphs when he does (laughs) long. It's very hard to read when it is just like a Dickens novel Mm -hmm. worth of stuff. Like if they could just have a little... Like halfway through, just a space, new paragraph would make it so much easier. So you to could this. take a breath. Uh, just do it, do it for Rob Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. There we go. Even Whitney was taking a breath. <laughs> sure. Pro lifers had absolutely zero status on the subject of abortion until I came along. Wow, mm. that is horrible to say. For 52 years, everyone talked, but got got nothing. I got it done! There would be no talk of a six-week ban or anything else without me. (laughs) Roe versus Wade allowed the killing of a baby at any time, including the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth month, and even after birth. They, therefore, are the radicals, not us! And now, because of our Supreme Court victory, the power has shifted. For the first time, those fighting the pro-life movement have been given tremendous power on the issue. Before our victory, they had nothing, and they will have nothing again if we don't win elections. I got to stop, Casey, because I know. Well, it the is, song's going to run out, well, too. Well, it, it, but it is. I mean, and he just goes on and on. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. That first sentence pro-lifers had absolutely zero status on the subject of abortion until I came along. That is so, one, wrong. Mm -hmm. 
he acts like every law in the country was co- abortion from conception to live birth. That is simply untrue. The case in front of the Supreme Court that overturned Roe, which even Roberts said, and he voted against overturning Roe, should have been decided upheld was that Mississippi ban, which was 15 weeks. The law was 20 weeks in the country. Mm-hmm. That is just so simply untrue what he said there and so insulting to the pro-life movement to say you had no status no, no. Well, he's trying to take complete credit for oh everything. Oh, my gosh. And then the very last sentence of this, the six-week ban on abortion, among other things, like his fight against Social Security and Medicare, killed the DeSanctis campaign. I'm telling you, this is this is not about the issue. This is about him trying to point out uh, that he doesn't like Ron DeSantis. Boy, that is... That is crazy that he would lead with that. I mean, I, I get that a lot of stuff that he does on social media is tongue-in-cheek and designed mm-hmm. to solicit a response. But, wow, if if you are a person who spent all those years working, mm-hmm. and, I mean, there was, in like, Indiana. I mean, Indiana had a 20-week abortion ban. I mean, that, like, existed way before Trump. That's well, abs- According to Donald Trump, they had zero status. I mean, that, that's what he said. I just, oh my gosh, that's just simply amazing. He would put that down. All right, Casey, I saw something over the weekend, mm-hmm. and this will be audience participation. It's audience participation day on the show. That's good. And um, we will uh, go into this when we come back. It, it, it was a Daily Wire, I think, posted it. It's a, a, a list of different people, five mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and you get to decide what table you want to sit at. And yeah. I'm going to read you these names. Mm-hmm. And, and then we're going to pick the table. And see what table you, see if we come down on the same table. Okay. All right. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. 21 after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you went to a wedding recently, and uh, did you know anybody at the table that you sat at? No, that's why as we spelled it, I had to get out of there quickly, and Kevin and, and joined uh, my wife and I, and uh, we ended up uh, pounding some brews at the local uh, the local towny, mm-hmm. towny bar because we literally knew no one at the wedding. I think this is uh, interesting. Post that it was who was it was the post no Daily Wire Daily put Wire this out. yes that's uh, and they said which table are you sitting at and then they listed all the people at each table okay so and I would love to know at Robin Kendall on Twitter three one seven six eight four eight four 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 play along with us who mm-hmm. what table you would pick okay so table one Casey mm-hmm. yeah and you have to sit with all of these people okay right. so you're taking the tables a collective table one yeah is Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. Anthony Fauci oh. Chrissy Teigen mm-hmm. DeSantis yeah. And Chelsea Handler. Okay. So Jordan Peterson, Fauci, Mm -hmm. Chrissy Teigen, Ron DeSantis, Chelsea Handler. Okay. Table two. Yes. Trump, Rachel Maddow, Seth Dillon, who's the Babylon Bee guy, Mm -hmm. AOC, 
and Kid Rock. <laughs> so Trump, Maddow, Seth Dillon from Babylon B, AOC, and Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. Table three, yeah. Tucker Carlson, Joy Behar, Mike Pence, Meghan Markle, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Tucker, Joy Behar, Pence, Meghan Markle, LeBron James. Table four, your boyfriend, Vivek Ramaswamy, <laughs> Elon Musk, mm-hmm. Jen Psaki, Dana White, Nancy Pelosi. Yikes. Ramaswamy, Musk, Psaki, White, Pelosi. And then table five, Tulsi Gabbard, Clarence Thomas, Rogan, Don Lamont, and Kamala Harris. Oy. Gabbard, Thomas, Rogan, Don Lamont, and Kamala Harris. All right. <laughs> so I went, uh, and then my dad and I had a lengthy conversation about this. Mm-hmm. I went with table five because <gasps> I found that to be the least offensive table in terms of people I admire versus people I'm offended by. So, because you got Tulsi, mm-hmm. you've got Clarence Thomas, who's obviously one of the most brilliant people to ever sit on the Supreme Court, and mm-hmm. I think Rogan would be super interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamala pr- might get sloshed up and do something ridiculous, mm-hmm. and there's Don Lamont, who also might get sloshed up and do mm-hmm. something ridiculous. But my dad said you should approach it from which table, not table that would be least offensive to you but rather which would have the biggest free-for-all of the guests like remove yourself okay about like who you would like to converse with what table would be the biggest you know what show mm-hmm. and he thinks it would be the one with tucker because you got behar markle and lebron and it would be basically and pence yeah. who tucker you know tucker hates all these people that would be the one to sit at because it'd be the most entertaining absolutely okay now i'm with you i also picked table number five. Oh, really yes and the reason I picked table number five is because Tulsi Gabbard, out of all of the women at all the tables, yeah. I thought she was the one who was the strongest woman who was not completely off a rocker. Yeah. And then I liked Clarence Thomas at that table because imagine sitting at a table with one of the greatest legal minds yeah. ever. And then I would also ask him while I was there if I had the opportunity, hey, do we ever know where the leak came from? Yeah, perfect. And then you got Joe Rogan, uh, who's got you know clearly a big wallet right now mm-hmm. and doing very well with his podcasting. And you love the rich people. Uh, you know, so with his podcasting, we could talk about that, broadcasting, yeah. podcasting. Um, Don Lemon, uh, based on what happened to me over the weekend or what <laughs> some people said about me over the weekend, I would like to take some of that angst out on him um, being that I'm past my prime. Sure. And then Kamala, I don't know, you could just sit her off to the side and ignore that. So table two was a strong second for me because you know Babylon B guys there, so he'd be funny. Kid Rock is crazy. He's funny. Trump, obviously. Mm-hmm. Did you know I once interviewed Trump? It was a great dream. Yes. I think with table two with Donald Trump, nobody else was going to get in, a word in. Yeah, but then you got Maddow, who, look, I think Maddow, she's... I was I was operating from the standpoint of which one would be the least offensive as a table, and I feel like Maddow, even though she's super left, she comes off as a like a reasonably well presented person. Mm-hmm. Unlike at table five, you got Kamala and Lamont, and then AOC, you could just point at her and laugh. So I don't know. I felt like what table one was the weakest. Well, actually, I felt like table three was the weakest until my dad said, "Hey, you gotta you gotta look at this as." what would be the biggest blank show that you can just sit back and watch. And then I thought, well, from that perspective, star power wise, mm-hmm. I think table four is is the weakest because you got Ramaswamy, who other than the no one would know who he was if he wasn't running for president. Saki's, you know, a lowly rated MSNBC show. You got Elon, which is cool. Yeah, but Elon sometimes 
struggles. Yeah. Well, that's what it, we, with conversations. Yes, so that's my point. So I so think that might be maybe four is the weakest table. I thought. My, well, and Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, and and yeah, she can't speak. And table, yeah, really to, to me, I think two and five are the strongest. Although watching Tucker go against those four people would also be pretty intriguing too. And the only reason table one would be entertaining is if Ron DeSantis went out went at Fauci. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's going to be pretty boring. I mean, were you going to sit there and listen to Chelsea yeah, Handler talk about how she's so exciting? You're right. She doesn't have children. Boy, you're right. Now you point that out. I mean, because does the average... Okay, if we're playing the game, does the average person know who this person is? I think table two is the winner because you got Trump, who everybody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Seth Dillon, if you say Babylon B, everybody... Well, that'll be entertaining and funny, yeah, at least. Everybody would know knows Babylon B. So while mm-hmm. they, this name Seth Dillon, when you say Babylon B, people are like, oh my gosh. And then Kid Rock... Mm-hmm. is obviously very so star power wise i think two is probably your your big winner i just imagine kid rock would be sitting there smoking completely offending everybody yeah they'd be yelling at him about uh, yeah <laughs> you know and and you're right jordan <laughs> peterson fauci chris i didn't even know chrissy teigen was still a thing mm. chelsea handler i didn't know she was still a thing so one is probably the least mm-hmm. in terms of star power the least attractive table uh, i don't know table three might get really irritating with Meghan Markle sitting there and yeah. Joy Behar. Yeah. And LeBron James and Mike Pence. I mean, hopefully Tucker's the one who would do the majority of the Casey, talking. Casey, we table. didn't go to live uh, live aid. We didn't go to live aid either because I was three. Uh, we didn't go to farm aid. But maybe we should have. We huh? totally should have. Yeah. This is why I don't. Ah! <laughs> farm aid, the recap coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Gavin Newsom, he vetoed a bill late on Friday night that would have required judges in child custody cases to consider whether a parent has affirmed their child's gender identity. He's totally running for president, isn't he? He's totally running for president. Now, why do you say that? Is that because you think he's trying to go back to the middle? Yes. A little? There's no, I mean, so, okay, so this bill in California essentially would have said the state can take your kid away from you, your kid, kid being the keyword, your minor kid, mm-hmm. if you do not affirm that Sally wants to be a Steve, the, the state can come in and take that kid away from you. Yeah. Okay, so when parents divorce or can't agree on child custody, judges are going to determine the custody on this. And so Gavin Newsom not agreeing with this. Well, let's, let's think about that. In a Gavin Newsom, Joe Biden matchup, who wins? Well, look, I, I 
if you're talking like they're going to run against each other in a primary, mm-hmm. which I don't think that's going to how it's going to go down. If it were to go down, I think Biden would bow out. I don't think you're going to see Gavin Newsom go, hey, I'm challenging Biden. And by the way, the, that ABC poll, when they asked people that that is Biden's so underwater in, when they asked people about their choice, Gavin Newsom was not one of the top people, which is super interesting that he's kind of deemed the anointed one, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it was Kamala and it was Robert F. Kennedy. And then there was somebody, I mean, it wasn't, it was not, Gavin Newsom was not one of the top people if Biden is out. Well, it didn't Kamala and also RFKJ have single digit yeah. numbers yeah. comparatively? So, so, so Newsom, look, the California is ground zero on so much of this radical leftism and the trans movement and the you don't have any rights as a parent it's ground zero mm-hmm. and Newsom of course while he looks good in a suit and speaks well is a, a total maniac leftist he vetoed this Casey because he is he he has eyes on the White House yeah well he said that he understands the passion and values but it's uh been misguided okay so I thought his quote was interesting and this is according to Fox News That said, I urge caution when the executive and legislative branches of state government attempt to dictate in prescriptive terms that single out one characteristic legal standard for the judicial branch to apply. That's the tenet of liberalism, putting people in corners, dividing them up and going, you are oppressed because of fill in the blank and you need the government to intervene to save your oppression. That's literally the the tenet, the the core Mm -hmm. of what he ascribes to. Quote, other minded elected officials in California and other states could very well use this strategy to diminish the civil rights of vulnerable communities. Mm -hmm. That's the whole core of liberalism is that everybody's different and we must point out all the differences and you are oppressed because of your differences. And the government must be the the white, you know, the the shine, the what's the phrase, the white knight that comes riding in to save save you from your oppression. Well, it's interesting, though, because he's saying he's not going to sign the bill, but then he turned around and said that when the courts are considering who should have custody over a child, they need to consider the child's health, safety, and welfare. And that includes parents' affirmation of the child's gender identity. So he's saying one thing, but then he's doing another. Sure, absolutely. So uh, get ready. He is that clearly uh, plotting and scheming um, for some some something else right i guess we'll just leave it at that something else he's got to start with some donations first i would think uh let's talk about how this firm has pulled ads uh over russell brand videos burger king did and so did hello fresh they're removing ads from uh rumble so i used to be on rumble when i was on ben stein's podcast so that is my really only familiarity with rumble is that like a youtube yeah they left so ben stein was forced to leave youtube because uh, i'm trying to remember how this went down they kept the videos kept getting pulled down or they kept getting banned or whatever because obviously with a predominantly conservative podcast we talked a lot about vaccines we talked a lot about mm-hmm. the elections I mean, there was a bevy of, I mean, that, that's where the phrase creative jelly bean counting that we used on this show for a long time came from was the tribute to Ben Stein, because that's how we got around the election stuff was sure. if you just used the phrase jelly bean counting, whatever. You wouldn't get flagged. You and would, then- yeah, whatever. They didn't, they didn't. But anyway, so they went to rumble afterwards. And yeah, it's like a conservative, predominantly mm-hmm. conservative version of YouTube that has, you know, a, obviously a fraction of the viewers that YouTube does. And so- Russell Brand, I guess, 
is posting things over there. Obviously, he has been accused of sexual assault from years ago, mm-hmm. and he's kind of addressing these allegations, which he denies, is my understanding. And Burger King and a bunch of these other groups are so up in arms that Russell Brand has dared to deny an allegation against him that they're pulling their advertising from Rumpel. Okay, so this goes back. He's being accused of rape, sexual assault, and emotional abuse between 2006 and 2013. Many people are saying, okay, they're coming for Russell Brand because he has been after the left. Of course. Russell Brand was a hero until he got, during the COVID stuff, Russell Brand looked around. Russell Brand was a was a big lefty. And during COVID, looked around and was like, wait a second. This masking, the these shots, mm-hmm. they're not doing what people are saying. You're forcing people to do this. Russell Brand is one of the people who, again, kind of a weirdo even to this day, but on that topic was basically spot on with a whole bunch of stuff and, and kind of started dedicating much of his podcast to that. And isn't that a coincidence, Casey, that, oh... All of this is coming out now. All these years ago, you assaulted someone. Well, there is also the possibility that these women are telling the truth. I mean, you do have to consider that. Of course it is. But, Casey, that is just completely ridiculous that the guy has been accused of something. Accused. Mm -hmm. He addressed the accusation on this website. And you as Burger King or HelloFresh are so offended. I mean, they're not saying like they're taking the money away from Russell Brand. They're taking away from Rumble, period, is my understanding. They're like pulling it off the platform. You allowed this guy to have a space, freedom of speech, uses freedom of speech to address the allegations against him. Literally one of the tenets of our entire existence and society is that you have the right to face your accuser in a court of law. Russell Brand is beginning that process and you are so offended by that that you're pulling your advertising. He was earning like $27,000 a month from Rumble, from wow. all of the ads. Which, let's face it, that's probably like pocket change to him. I Comparatively. $27,000. I mean, $27, I mean he, probably, he probably that could go missing and he'd go, oh, really? How long has it been gone for? <laughs> right. I've got my accountant looking into it. I don't know if you heard about this, but you you know mentioned YouTube. Apparently, if, they're, if you're saying anything anti-Ukraine, YouTube is now threatening to take your stuff wow. down. So I don't know if it'll change the face of that platform as well. Something to keep our eye on. Okay, let's, uh, more from Jim Clyburn. Uh, he thinks that Joe Biden is the strongest candidate that we have. So Jim Clyburn is a U.S. rep from South Carolina. He was uh, you know, obviously a longtime uh, voice in the in the in the um, Democrat Party. He was uh, a huge sway as he is black, has a huge sway over black voters, delivered South Carolina to Biden. If you remember in 2020, mm-hmm. Biden was getting boat raced in Iowa and New Hampshire, and this was the last stand. And Clyburn came out and said, everybody's going to vote for Biden. They did. Literally, literally saved Biden's presidential campaign. And he is uh, still a U.S. rep, and he is still out there saying people need to stand behind Joe Biden. Is he the strongest candidate for 2024? I think he is the strongest candidate, and I uh, believe very strongly uh, that the American people believe that as well. (laughs) He's highly out of touch then, or has not seen the latest ABC Washington Post poll. I think Biden is the strongest candidate, and America agrees with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lots of mistakes uh, from Joe Biden. I mean... Let's just talk about some his border mistakes. 
stopping construction of the wall, reinstating catch and release, pulling out of Remain in Mexico. And then you've got, uh, you know, all of the financial implications from his presidency, you know, uh, highest inflation in 40 years. Um, You've got mortgage rates at 8% now. Mortgage rates at 8%. Yeah, I mean, and look, that's a big deal because not everybody can bring a briefcase full of cash to their home closing like you did. Well, and let's also, you know what, it's been 233 days since the train wreck in Ohio. Yes. And Biden said 207 days since he said that he was going to go. Still not there. Speaking of old people going places, Casey. Yeah. We totally should have gone to Farm Aid. Uh, Who would have been the old person going? Well, are you talking about the artist going? Yes, that's what are I'm you saying. talking about? Well, yeah, people in the audience. So Farm Aid was mm-hmm. it, it is a traveling thing. It goes different places every year. I have no idea if Farm Aid even benefits farmers anymore. I mean, who knows in this modern era? Does sure. it, it used to be the idea was, hey, you're gonna go and you're gonna help struggling community farms or family farms, et cetera. I have no idea what it benefits now, but it was back at Noblesville, Ruoff now, Deer Creek to most of us for the first time in a very long time. And Mellencamp, who always plays, was there. Dave Matthews was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Nelson, who always plays, was there. And Casey, yeah. unannounced, Yep, Bob Dylan showed up at Farm Aid. Bob Dylan, one of the guys who inspired ah! it. Yeah, he started off by saying, wouldn't it be great if we did something for our farmers right here in America? Sold out crowd, 22,000 yeah. were at Ruoff. And he played... With oh, the he, Heartbreakers of Tom, of famous of you know Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers was his backing band. Now he mm-hmm. only did three songs. Bob Dylan is very old. He's like eight. I mean, I don't mean this in the sense of like if you're 82, you're one foot on the grave, another foot on banana peel. I'm just saying for like a musician to be mm-hmm. out, you know, going out and flying across the country or whatever. He's 82 years old. That's not an easy thing for people to do, but he did it for this. And mm-hmm. Bob Dylan is still active, still goes out on the road and, and plays. And the great thing about Bob Dylan, you know, a lot of these artists as they get older, well, his voice is really declined and it's not what it once was. He could never <laughs> sing to begin How with. How can you tell? He's more of a songwriter than a singer. He uh, did three songs. Yep. He did Maggie's Farm, Positively 4th Street, and Ballad of a Thin Man. You know, the thing I love about Dylan at a lot of his concerts is he's like, I don't care what songs you people want to see. I'm going to play the songs I want to play. I'm doing it for me. Because I'm Bob Dylan. And you know what? Willie Nelson also did a great one. He did Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Yeah. You should have gone. We should have taken Gert. It is 1144. (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, Taylor Swift ruined somebody's football experience. Gosh. (laughs) Was it Rob's or was was it Travis's? It was society's, Casey. (laughs) It's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. Rob, I'm sure you spent a good portion of the weekend watching football. Every single second, Casey. And did you happen to notice the lady in red up in the press box uh, at Arrowhead? Oh my gosh. So, I, I just, like, everything has to be ruined for me. There's just, like, not one little portion of my existence, Casey, that can just be carved out. And they say, we will leave this alone and we will allow you to have this and we will not just make this a miserable experience for you. Uh, woman's always got to ruin everything for you, Rob. Okay, of course, we're talking about Taylor Swift oh. being in the press box oh next gosh. to Travis Kelsey's mom. So, so Travis Kelsey is a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He is one of the better players in the league. Now, I guess he's super woke and liberal because he's doing not only Bud Light commercials, but also vaccine commercials. Yes, I've seen that. So, so, and now he's hanging out with Taylor Swift. So apparently, now, yeah. we, well, without saying it, we very clearly know where his politics are. Mm-hmm. So... Look, I guess this happened, like, accidentally or whatever. He put a feeler out about how into her he was. Right. And and then she is apparently between boyfriends to write songs about. So she's like, look, I need a new... There must be a new album on the horizon. I need a new... (laughs) She needs publicity. I need a new person to say they've ruined my life because Mm -hmm. clearly the 32 men before him, Mm -hmm. it's not my fault, it's them. And so I guess now they're like a thing because she went to the press box. And look, this is so annoying, Casey. This is so annoying. You know Taylor Swift knows as much about football as I do Chinese. Mm -hmm. And... Every third play, it's a shot of Taylor Swift sitting in this box. And the announcer who, uh, oh, Greg Olson, who was a former NFL player, he's like gushing over the fact that she's there. It is like, who cares? This is football. I don't go ruin the Taylor Swift concert going, hey, look, uh, Jim McMahon is in the is in the suite watching the watching the Taylor Swift concert mm-hmm. at, at the Soldier Field. No, but they have to ruin it for me, Casey. And it was obnoxious, and it was annoying, and she is dumb, and this whole thing is dumb, and I can't wait for the album that comes out where she has to talk about what a piece of crap Travis Kelsey is. Okay, so did you notice that Taylor and his mom Donna were chatting during the game? So at what point do you bring the mom into the relationship? Does that mean it's serious between the two? Well, apparently the mom's already in the relationship mm-hmm. case. So this, this is what I don't. This is what I don't understand. Well, there's so much that I don't understand. I mean, Hammer and I were talking about this last night. Usually, like she is, she still writes about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. It's still the same thing. She has not evolved from you're cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Right. Like it is this. It, it, it's always the uh, the man is to blame. The man is the fault. None of this is my responsibility. And this, it really is a genius marketing ploy. 
Well, she found the formula, right? So why would she deviate from right, that? Because if it's, it's working for it, her. Women will never own their baggage in the relationship. It's <laughs> never their fault. And we have found some person who for 15 years has been failing mightily in relationships and has a platform to say how it's never the woman's fault. Okay, so are you saying that this is not a love that will last a lifetime? I don't care about this at all. I don't care about him and his stupid vaccine commercials. I don't care about her. I don't care about any of this. And, you know, once again, just I, I just can't have anything nice, Casey. I just can't have my little carve out on Sunday mm-hmm. where, hey, this is the National Football League. Now we have to inject her into the thing. And it's just awful. <laughs> At what point do you think they're going to have the what are we conversation? Uh, I mean, has it been 90 or 120 days? I mean, she has been with a lot of dudes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not meaning to like body count shame here. But she has been with a lot of dudes. And let's face it, these are not choir boys. These are not people, for the most part, who are volunteering at their local local soup kitchen. We all know what they're in it for, right? I mean, does, wasn't was John Mayer, was he one? Was he she, was. She was like, Your body is a wonderland. Yeah, thank you, yes. I mean, <laughs> what do we think? They went to, like, church picnics together. So she has been with a lot of guys. So let me see. The real problem here is that they're interjecting romance into your NFL. No, the real problem. You just want the NFL without the romance. No, they're injecting her. Okay. They're injecting her and she is everywhere and it's annoying and obnoxious and it's just like she just is everywhere and it is, it would be one thing if, oh my gosh, like she is super evolved as an artist and it's so much different and it's the same formula. Mm -hmm. It's the same stuff every time and there she is i want to watch the game i don't want to watch her if she wants to go to the game fine i don't care that was dumb and stupid and now i have to look forward to this for however long that lasts until she decides it's not me it's you note to cameraman quit doing shots of taylor swift uh, at the game okay other big news uh usher gonna be performing at the super bowl halftime show and you're not happy about this, huh? Well, my question is, like, it used to be that the Super Bowl halftime show was a really, really, really big deal. Yeah. And even in the in wake of the Janet Jackson fiasco, which, I mean, come on, was that really all that big a deal? I mean, a nipple was exposed. Mm-hmm. Let's not act like they did a hardcore pornography, uh, you know, her and Justin Timberlake in the <laughs> middle of the arena. <laughs> uh, but even in, in the, Well, the Karens were upset about well, it. Well, in the wake of it, though, you saw they went to the classic rockers, but it was still the huge names. It was the Rolling Stones. It was the Who. It was Tom Petty. It was Prince. It was Bruce Springsteen. And it seemed like it was a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Usher mm-hmm. does not feel like he's on the same. He's not on that level. Level. Uh, uh, the weekend guy a couple of years before right? that. While he had that one song that was huge, there's not this voluminous body of work where you would say, oh my gosh, all of my favorite songs are going to be done by this guy. So this is the fifth year that Rock Nation, which is an entertainment agency That's founded Jay- by Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Jay-Z is producing the halftime show. And since Jay-Z's been doing it, it's been... Rihanna, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, The Weeknd, like you mentioned. But that doesn't feel like universal. Like, I understand these people have audiences and very hardcore audiences. But by the way, when you talk about Usher Mm -hmm. and Eminem, Mm -hmm. I I thought, like, we were supposed to be respecting women these days. I thought we were supposed to be, like, uh, am I wrong? I mean, these these are pretty people with some pretty interesting paths in terms of their 
treatment of women. Okay. I mean, so what are, what are we what sort of message are we sending it here? It is a mixed message. Yeah, isn't right. It? I mean, so uh, I guess if just if you're of a certain political persuasion or whatever, the rules don't apply to you. Uh, but Usher does not feel like and again, I understand that he has a very ravenous fan base. But clearly, the NFL has gone away from we want people that are universally known and respected and the most people will watch, and they're just targeting specific people because there's no way I'm sitting through the halftime show. There's no way my dad is sitting through the halftime show. There's no way an older audience is sitting through the halftime show. I guess they simply don't care, and it's not about the most amount of eyeballs anymore. Well, I think part of it has to do with the contract with Rock Nation and Jay-Z and who can Jay-Z pull to get there. Uh, Usher, you're, you're thinking not that big of an artist. He has sold 80 million records globally. Globally, nine Hot 100 singles. Um, yeah, but but it's a very finite. Like if you are over the age of 45, mm-hmm. you're not clamoring. There's a good chance to see this guy. So I mean, you're really limiting. There's no way the 60 plus crowd is going to see that or look forward to seeing that and go, oh my gosh, this was just spellbindingly good. Well, Usher did headline uh, Lollapalooza a couple years ago, so they sold lots of tickets throughout that tour, and if he was the headliner, I think maybe some people over 45 do want to see Usher. They want to dance. Yeah. Yeah. No? <laughs> Boy, you're really... <laughs> you're really... St- I, I, I should call you Gumby because you're really <laughs> stretching there, Casey. All right. Well, the Super Bowl takes place at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, February 11th. That is the date for it. And that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kylan. And thank you for listening today. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.